Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. So what is God saying to us today about his nature and his character, about how he sees us and how we should see him? We're in Psalm 69 still. Yes, and verse 13. But I pray to you, O Lord, in the time of your favor. In your great love, O God, answer me with your sure salvation. Rescue me from the mire. Do not let me sink. Deliver me from those who hate me from the deep waters. Do not let the flood waters engulf me or the depths swallow me up, or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, O Lord, out of the goodness of your love. In your great mercy turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer me quickly, for I am in trouble. Come near and rescue me. Redeem me because of my foes. Now, I would think there's a lot of people listening to me at this moment that want to say, Amen. Because that those words speak directly into their circumstances. Let's just go through those words again because they tell us some mighty things about God. I pray to you, O Lord, in the time of your favor, in the time of your grace. Now is the time of God's favor. Now is the time of his grace. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. We read in John chapter 1. In your great love, answer me with your show of salvation. God answers all those who cry to him. Uh, He will not turn away any who come to him. And those of us who know his love and know his salvation, his saving grace is there for us every day. He's ready to rescue us from the mire, to save us from sinking when we feel that, you know, we just don't know what to do and we can't handle the situation we're in. Uh, We think of these words of the flood waters and and remember what um, uh, later um, God was to prophesy through um, the through Isaiah in in chapter forty three of, of of his prophecy that wonderful 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 message where uh, he actually says at the beginning of the chapter. Fear not, I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Uh, That's a tremendous passage for me. But you see, it, it links in with what is is the cry. It's almost the answer, if you like, to the prayer of David. Do not let the the floodwaters engulf me or the depths swallow me up or the pit close its mouth over me. So we have this great and wonderful God who cares for us, who is our helper, who is our deliverer, who is our savior day by day. Why? Because we're the children of his grace. It's It's... So interesting, this verse 17, do not hide your face from your servant, because that's sometimes exactly what we feel God has done to us when we're, when we're feeling like this, doesn't, don't, don't we? 
Yes, you know, is anyone there? Yes, are you are around, you? Lord? Do you care? Do you know what's happening? And of course, <laughs> that's only the way we feel, but he is there. He's he is there. present with us always, and he does know what's happening. He understands, uh, and of course, he is ready as we pray to him and persevere and, 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 and keep faith with him. He's ready to intervene. And later in the psalm, you see, David says, I will praise God's name in song, glorify him with thanksgiving. Um, the poor will see and be glad. You who seek God, may your hearts live. The Lord hears the needy and does not despise his captive people. Let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and all that move in them. For God will save Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah. Then people will settle there and possess it. The children of his servants will inherit it, and those who love his name will dwell there. You see, when all seems lost, God will restore things. God will even rebuild the life of a person who feels that everything has fallen apart. You know, there are some people suddenly find themselves in a divorce situation, perhaps against their will, feels the whole world has fallen apart. They feel betrayed. They feel um, almost as if they have no context. They don't know where to turn. They wonder where the Lord is in all of it. And, you know, it's at that point as you turn and put your trust in God that he begins a rebuilding process in your life. He's a great restorer. He's a great rebuilder. And uh, it's the same if you lose somebody, um, you know, some beloved one dies, your, your husband or your wife especially, and part of you is gone um, because, you know, the two have become one flesh and that's how it seems at the time. Uh, but God hasn't finished with you, and God can do a rebuilding process, even even in your latter years, even if you're getting on in years. God would do a rebuilding process, and it's amazing how many elderly people, when they have, uh, when their partner has died, find a whole new purpose in God. It's just amazing. Never too old. Never too old for God to do a new thing in their lives. And it's often you say when we're at our most broken that, that God seems to break in. Because uh, it's when we're broken that we, we put our trust in him. Um, uh, you know, God wants us to trust him every day of our lives, doesn't he? But the, there are times when it's no good to trust anyone else including yourself, and you know God has got to come through for you at that time. God has got to come good for you. Uh, otherwise, all is lost, you know. And so at times like that, people don't need much encouragement to put their trust in the Lord. But, you know, things, desperate situations like that won't get so desperate if our trust is daily in the Lord. It's amazing how... Uh, he can nip a situation in the bud before it becomes really desperate. I suppose that's why David says, I am poor and needy, come quickly to me. You're my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, he says. That's to God. right. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I, I say to people sometimes, you know, you, you know, in this whole business of prayer, we reap what we, we sow. But sometimes, uh, you know, we, we say, Lord, I've spoken to you. 
why have you delayed so long in, in answering what I'm asking you to do? And the Lord says, and how many times have I spoken to you <laughs> and you have delayed so long in doing what I've asked of you? Uh, I think, you know, there's a sense in which if we're not careful, we can reap what we sow, even in that context. So if we move on to um, Psalm 71, uh, which is another great psalm. In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Rescue me and deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge to which I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of evil and cruel men. For you have seen my hope, O Sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. I have become like a portent to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. Then in verse 12 it says, Be not far from me, O God. Come quickly, O my God, to help me. And then in verse 14, But as for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will sing of your righteousness, of your salvation all day long. Though I know not its measure, I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, O Sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteousness, yours alone. Since my youth, O God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, O God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. Now, I've read all that because I think those words speak to themselves, for themselves. They're just a cry from the heart. And you know it's true. Even when you're old and gray, God will not forsake you. He will have a plan and purpose for you. He will be able to use you. I know some wonderful old saints of God in their 80s who've been so greatly used of God. And, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful to see that, you know, there's a sense in which you never grow old in the Lord. You know, you grow old physically, but in the Lord, there is always that freshness. There is always that youth. There's always that vitality. I can remember there was a, a, a dear, precious soul who, who used to come to, to our church, and in her early 90s, she would dance before the Lord. I mean, really dance before the Lord. Uh, she was a person just so full of joy, so full of God, so full of the goodness of God. When you spoke to her, she had had such a horrendous life. She had known so many difficulties, so many tragedies in her life, yet she had overcome, yet God had carried her through, and yet even in her old age, she was praising him with all her might. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 